You're listening to KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and we're part of Your Future is Our Business, which is a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students ages 10 to 18 explore careers by connecting them to adults through programs such as colleges and career expos, career panels, and other work-based learning activities. You're listening to our show, What to Be, where we interview and highlight the career journeys of inspirational people in Santa Cruz County. If you've ever thought, how did they get that job? Or what is that job even really like? Then keep on listening. We would like to remind listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future is Our Business. Please note that the information provided during this program does not reflect this career in its entirety. Today, we are joined by Katie Simpson. Thanks for being here today, Katie. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's our absolute pleasure. Now, Katie is here today as a teaching artist and is going to talk to us about her career journey to getting to this role and where she's at today. So, uh, Katie, can you tell us uh, where are you a teaching artist? And I, I don't even know how to begin in asking what a teaching artist is. I know. What, it's what a funny art do you teach? It's what? a funny question. And it's, and it's a pretty broad job description. Yeah. Um, I teach in... A bunch of different places right now, public schools that don't have as much art programming as they need. So people like me, I'm, I'm with a couple of different groups um, of people um, and I guess arts, arts organizations um, that brings teachers who are specifically like experts in different kinds of the arts. And I know it's the art, so it's broad. So I'm doing visual art, which is drawing, painting, printmaking, okay. that type of stuff, um, mostly drawing and painting. Uh, collage, book arts, like all kinds of just fine art stuff. Uh -huh. But I work with people who also do drama and music, um, different kinds of music. Um, so I will go into different kinds of schools by different kinds, I guess. It's mostly public schools, but like after school programs as okay. well as during the day, depending on which organization I'm working with. And I mix it all together. So I like do those things each day, maybe I work for different organizations during one day. Right. <laughs> so, so are you a part of a, a larger organization? Are you your own? Oh, okay. So I am. Um, I work for the Arts Council of Santa Cruz. Okay. And I work with their Mariposa Arts after school program. Uh -huh. And I also work with their Spectra program, which is Mariposa Arts is after school and Spectra is during the day, generally. Uh, there's also some mm. other stuff. Like <laughs> it's, it's hard because it's just kind of putting teachers where arts are needed. I also work for Montalvo Art Center, um, uh -huh. which is in Saratoga, and I work in public schools through them, too. So one example of that is I just started yesterday at a school um, in San Jose called Vinci Park Elementary School. Okay. And I taught first and third graders weaving, and I'm going to do that later again this week. But I also work after school in Santa Cruz County oh teaching arts. So, so all over. All over. It's really fun. It's super fun. Do the schools reach out to you, or do you go seek out these people that need programs? It depends on the organization uh -huh. um, and kind of like the time of year. <laughs> um, it depends on like Montalvo Arts and some of the Arts Council stuff. The schools will reach out to them and ask for where certain grades or certain kinds of arts are needed. It just really depends. Okay. And how do you, what's your background? How did you get into this? Where were you right before this and before that and so on? Well, before I started getting into this job, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a funny order. Yeah, yeah. Do so I had, and I'll tell you about this later, I had gone to school to teach art to adults and had some experience teaching art to kids, like situationally, and I'll tell you about that later on. Sometimes you find the jobs that you find. <laughs> 
depending on I've moved around a bit depending on where you live or you know whatever thing is happening you're like okay it's the summer I need a job I'm going to apply to things that sound fun to me mm -hmm. maybe it's a summer camp cool I like kids that's great so I would do some of those things um, and then move to Santa Cruz I'm originally from Santa Cruz I moved back to Santa Cruz to be near my family and was like always wanting to work in public schools and you just haven't had the situation where I've been able to study that like I don't have a teaching credential. So I was like, oh, I want to do this. I want to try this job. I had actually studied it before at a museum, like gone to a summer class for teaching artists a you while did, back. The class was at the museum? At a museum, yeah. Wow, in, okay. in Oregon. Oh, my god. Like gosh. A, while, a while ago, before I went to grad school, I was like interested already in this type yeah. of job where you go into a school already and you go into a classroom that already exists and the dynamic is there and you go in as, you know, an artist who has specific skills and then, you know, you bring all the things in with you and teach people how to do things. It's super fun. It's like yeah. something that I've always wanted to do. So um, I came back to Santa Cruz and then just started going to talks and kind of just networking, like meeting people, figuring out who I should talk to, emailing people, and also sometimes calling them. <laughs> I think that's like the main thing is you just, if you feel like you want something, you kind of have to figure out how to, how to get it. You got to be proactive. Right? Exactly. Proactive. Yeah. And people do not mind if you email and call them. They like actually enjoy that you're interested in what they're doing which before i'm like sort of a shy person uh -huh. so before i didn't really think that that was cool to do but it's totally cool people love it they're like oh my gosh i'm affecting you in a positive way great and then you can have all kinds of conversations with all kinds of people if you just reach out mm -hmm. and so that's kind of how i got where i got i applied to be a sub and then i applied for you know, a couple of other things, summer school, and then I applied for the after school program. And then I applied for some other things and went to some trainings and met people and just talked because I love, I love teaching and I love art so much that just talking about it is helpful. People are like, oh, you really do love it. Because if you, you know, you cl clearly like something, people, they can tell. <laughs> yeah, people will appreciate that you have a passion for something yeah. and when it's visible, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've studied a lot and I'm like really interested in different things. It's just, I think it's fun to talk about ideas too. Uh -huh. So I think just the more people that I've talked to, the better, the more I've gotten into this job. Uh -huh. so. so you've mentioned that you have quite a bit of, of training and schooling. Can you talk to us about where you've been and what you've done to yeah. go through this? Yeah. I went to grad school for studio art, which is like making art. It's like making, it's, it's called studio art. It's kind of hard to explain. It's, it's like studio art is like making art in a studio. It's like okay. producing like the act of producing the, the act of physically the act of making and producing the art. Exactly. Okay. And so like there's a lot of background that goes into that. Art history is really important, of course. Studio art is very broad. Uh-huh. So it's not like just painting or just drawing or just sculpture. I see. Or just okay. installation or just like what sound installation or just you can go on and on, right? So I went to the City College of New York for that degree. It's an MFA, so Master of Fine Art in Studio Art. Super dreamy. I looked up the school. It's beautiful and amazing and like in a cool part of town and, you know, was applying for grad schools after being out of college for about six years. My first degree is in also art, fine art, but drawing, painting and printmaking. So I was focusing on in my first degree, I was focusing on just 2D, so two dimensional art, mm -hmm. like to hang on a wall. Okay. And then over the time in between, I graduated from that degree. And when I went back to school again, I had been making three-dimensional objects like sculptures and installations and some other stuff that had more, like was more broad. So I was more interested in more of a broad training, but I'm also coming from a place of being interested in teaching 
kind of the whole time. So, you know, getting an MFA, you get the credential to teach college. And that sounded really fun to me. I've done workshops with adults or I had done workshops with adults before that and taught like a little bit of random stuff like bookbinding or printmaking to groups of adults. So I had, like I mentioned before, gone to a program at a museum, the Children's Museum in, in Portland, Oregon, to think about being kind of what I'm what I'm right now um, and thought that was interesting too. So I went to grad school for studio art, lived in New York for about five years. Um, I taught printmaking at the school that I went to for grad school for a couple years. So you, I, you taught at the City College that, I did. in New York also? Yeah, yeah. Was and that there, right after you graduated? It or? was right after. During grad school, usually if you go, if you get whatever grad degree, a lot of the time you teach during grad school. You're okay. a teacher, teaching assistant. You're like doing little bits of teaching. Uh-huh. There are teaching classes that you take. So you have to, as a TA or teacher's assistant, you have to sort of teach whatever it is that you're studying in little bits and pieces. And you work with other students. You often work with the undergraduate department a little bit and try to help out and figure out, you know, where your place will be after you graduate, sure. I guess, like in general, in like the whole world. Uh-huh. You're kind of that's part of grad school, I think, for me and a lot of the people that I've talked to. The feeling is that you're trying to figure out the next steps a little bit more. And with fine art, a lot of the time you're not, the focus is not career. It's like you're developing your art form. Right. And that is not necessarily lucrative. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What To Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and today we're speaking with Katie Simpson, and she's telling us about her career journey to becoming a teaching artist. So I am a a fine artist. I make art pretty much every day still for myself, but I don't, you know, I'll show it a little bit. Um, I'll sell some of it, but it's not my main career right now. Did you find that most of your classmates at that time had the same mindset that you did? Or were most of them, most of them were here to say, I want to be a better artist so that I could make a career out of making art? That is, that is the goal. Yes. For most people. Mm -hmm. And as somebody that came in and was like, I want a teaching degree, they're like, or I want to be able to teach. They're like, um, no, that's not why you're here. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not really in the end, but that's what I came into that kind of looking for which was funny it was a funny conversation to have with like all of the professors they're like no that's not why you're here so did they interesting did they not agree i mean obviously i mean you do hmm i know it's funny it's funny yeah it's almost interesting i i I would imagine i think of everyone as a teacher actually i said this in a a recent episode where everyone should be a teacher right and i think it's amazing that that's what you went in with your goal of teaching this thing that you love yeah, and that's funny. I find it a little bit sad that you had professors who said, "No, no, no, that's not what I, you should be focusing on." I think it's, I think it's like because you're there for a while and you are building up your artistic skills. I mean, like you're there, you're there for like so many different reasons, right? So it's not just teaching. Like if you just want to teach, go to school just for teaching. Okay, and that's I, what they were saying. Yeah, like okay. why are you actually here? Uh, okay, <laughs> so and it's true. Like, like. I did go there to develop my own art uh-huh. and that's something that I'm going to keep doing. I'm I'm going to make more art later on. I'm going to make I'm going to keep making art for the rest of my life. Like there's no way for me as a person to be without that. <laughs> it's yeah, just like my, part this, of my identity. Part of your identity seems to be that you love teaching also. Now, yes. where did that where did that come from? 
Um, I think that it came from one of my teachers in, I think it was actually, I know, I know uh, one of my middle school teachers kind of, I was having a hard time in middle school. I mean, it's hard to be young, especially that age. It's like a weird transitional <laughs> time. And I hung out in her classroom when I was having a hard time instead of going out and causing trouble. Mm -hmm. And like, she's just, I still talk to her sort of regularly. She's amazing. And that was a long time ago. <laughs> so I think that sort of changed my my life. Like, oh, my goodness, you can affect people in such a deep and forever way just by being compassionate and liking what you're doing and showing people how to do things that can help them, especially with, with visual art, uh -huh. help them communicate in a different way so they can feel like they're part of something and do not have to verbally express it or feel like they, they can be – it's hard to describe this. They can be like in – in the group, in the society, in like a really productive and positive way and still be going through whatever they're going through. And, you know, I don't know, just compassion and kindness and all of that stuff is so important to me. And that's like kind of the like that's where I teach from. Uh -huh. I talk about it all day. Like the my main classroom rules are kindness, kindness to yourself and kindness to other people and kindness to the materials and kindness to the classroom and kindness to the community and yeah. whatever. Like that's the that's my bottom line. So I think that that's kind of where it came from is being in those classrooms. And, you know, I was in those classrooms later, too. And before that. But that's where I first started to notice that it made such a big impact on my life and the lives of other people around me. Um, and I felt really like I belonged somewhere in kind of a deep way. So incredible. That's a that. That's where it all comes from. <laughs> I imagine that's a, a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I feel really, really good being part of that continuum. Uh huh. Now, what? Um, age group do you teach mostly now? Elementary school. Elementary school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it really varies the age, um, you know, from kindergarten through fifth grade, just mm -hmm. the entirety of elementary school, wherever the need is, I guess, you know, and I get bounced around a little bit, but I like all of the age groups. So how do you compare teaching elementary students to the students that you taught in college courses? I mean, it's, it's different. It's, it's, um, there's a lot of different developmental stuff that happens in between. So each grade is different. Um, you can teach the same project to everybody, though. Mm -hmm. And um, I kind of I like that type of challenge. It's easy to, for me, teach like a sort of similar, for example, book arts project, which is what I'm one of the things I'm doing in kindergarten right now, teaching a book project and have taught in college. And it's what what is a book? Project not terribly dissimilar, actually, project wise. But it's funny. Um, it's a similar comes from a similar idea in place. But uh -huh. like we're making accordion books okay. about like making a map of your life. And that is so broad. That can be so many things. To, wow. And and for me, I'm really interested in seeing what pe where people take it. And those people could be, you know, six, and they could be 45. They could be 80. I don't know. Like whoever, whoever it is that I'm talking to about the same project idea, the base of it is the same. Mm -hmm. It's like, what is important to you in your life? Like, no, actually you as a human person, like, what do you like to do? Maybe your interest is playing a video game. So in your book, you're going to draw your process of where you play your video game, what kind of equipment you use for mm -hmm. that. Um, what do you do? Do you drink a soda when you're doing that? <laughs> where do you put it? You know, do you sit on the couch? You know, whatever thing. Mm -hmm. It's so broad. And my interest mostly is just kind of, it's hard hard to describe this. I think just like bringing the person into that more. Like I'm really interested in what, people actually are interested in yeah the, you want to get to know the people yeah. through the artwork exactly and you help them create 
Yeah, and making the art and like the physical production of it, it's just like 75% practice, even in a situation where you're showing more, much more complicated processes, it's just practice. Like that's the most important thing is one maybe would call it pencil miles. Like the more lines that you draw, the better you'll get. And that's the same for every single person. So I I, I need to uh, increase my pencil miles. I still struggle <laughs> with the sting in the lines. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. Everybody, everybody struggles with that. Maybe enjoying it. <laughs> Has there ever been a time along your career path that you've thought, I, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I don't know. I don't know if this is for me. Maybe I should change it up. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Many times, especially teaching is, can be really hard. And that's another one of the questions. I, there was like a, like a bunch of questions that I was thinking about earlier before coming on here. Teaching is really hard. It's not like, even though I love art and it's my favorite thing in the world, and I can talk about it like for 700 hours um, about how wonderful it is. It's hard to tell people how to do things, and it's hard to be in classrooms and public school classrooms. People are not there because they sign up to be there. It's not like teaching college. It's not like they know what to expect. Right. And making art is hard for a lot of people, like 75% of people. It's hard. They feel bad about themselves sometime when, sometimes when they're doing it. Like earlier, you were like, I can't, <laughs> I can't draw. That's totally normal. And so being in a classroom sometimes people are really resistant to uh -huh. being prompted to do different things and they feel bad about themselves. And like, I'm, I'm there as like super kindness person. And I'm like, I love what you're doing. You know, it's because they're making something. And I think that pretty much 99% of the time it's, it's wonderful, whatever mm -hmm. they're doing because they're doing it and it's coming from their heart and all this wonderful stuff. But a lot of the time, you know, I get cussed at or I get, oh my people gosh. are, to, you know, tell me <laughs> recently somebody called me four eyes, which is funny. I wear glasses. Um, this all has that to stuff. be a young so, student. Oh, of course. Okay. okay. But <laughs> times like that, like it's 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 easy for me to not take it personally because I've done it so many times. Uh -huh. But at the beginning of doing this, sometimes I'm like, why am I actually here? This person tells me that they don't want me to be here and they don't then and I'm, that I'm not helping them and all these other things. And I like in my heart know that I am helping and stuff like that. And I'm not taking it personally because they're ha they're having a hard day. Like maybe they didn't eat. Sometimes, you know, I talk to them about it too. Like, are you OK? Are you tired? Like whatever. And then they are tired. Mm -hmm. And it's after school sometimes when I'm teaching and they're tired of being in school. Right. And, and they're tired of people telling them what to do all day. And I'm like providing a, a safe and fun environment. But that's not necessarily safe and fun for them right then. And that makes sense. All of that makes sense. And so sometimes in those situations, I'm like, what, what am I actually doing? Why am I doing this? And I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep teaching art to whatever age group, probably for the rest of my life. I think it's so fun. And I'll find different situations. And I have mm -hmm. find different situations to do it. You know, maybe it'll be in college again soon. Maybe it'll be more kindergarten. I don't know. Whatever. I love it. So it's really fun. And I feel like I'm, I'm contributing all the time. Yes, but still, I have the days when I'm like, why am I actually here? Because somebody told me they don't want me to be there. So it's just hard. I think any job is like that, though, really. Like, sure. <laughs> whatever yeah. you're doing, it's not like you're always reevaluating your decisions, but it's just hard to be in a human in the world. And we just have to follow our, follow what, what it's hard to describe this, follow what we feel like we need to do. Mm -hmm. And whatever that is, you know, just try as hard as you can you know, put all your all into it. And I think in the end, even if you're like sometimes, oh, man, I'm doing the wrong thing. I don't feel like I really am contributing to the world. 
And I think that's a lot of the time that's kind of where people are coming from in their career choices and like deciding, you know, I'm going to go into this because I feel like I have more to contribute if I follow that, whatever it is. If you just keep doing it, eventually you'll, somebody, some kid will come in and they'll be like, yes, this is my favorite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really like to, to ask that question because I love to see how people fight through those situations. And it seems mm. like for you, you have this ability to see other people's perspectives. I feel like I tend to step back too a little bit in those situations when, you know, sometimes somebody's actually yelling at me. And then I'm, I understand that they're, you know, they're in a, t- they're in a tough place. That's why I like art is because I have been in tough places and it's gotten me out of them consistently. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and today we're speaking with Katie Simpson and learning about her career journey to becoming a teaching artist. We would like to remind listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future is Our Business. Information provided during this program does not necessarily reflect this career in its entirety. What would you say is a common misconception about what you do? I think in general, the arts, but like teaching art too, that it's just fun stuff. But there are lots of steps. It's like math or I talk about that. I talk about it like this too. It's practicing math. You got to do it wrong. Art is like that too. You have to draw enough pictures of an owl to make it look like an owl. Right. Eventually, you'll get those lines down to, you know, be able to draw feathers or leaves or whatever thing it is that you're drawing or you know, eventually you'll mix enough paint that you figure out which colors make the right combination that you actually like. But you just have to keep going. And I think a lot of the time the misconception is that it's just fun and like whatever you're kind of just doing whatever you're like playing yeah. the whole time. And it is playing, but it's also it is hard work. Yeah, it's not something that anyone can just pick up and be good at right away. No. And some people do have a knack. A knack. Yeah, exactly. I think, though, that You know, in talking to even very young children about this, it's like they have a knack, but they have been encouraged and they also just do it for fun. So talking to one kid who's sitting next to another kid that's like, I'm just not good at it. And he's so good at it. Look at that. I can't do it. And they put their pencil down. And then I ask the other kid that's good at it. Like, is this what you do after school for three hours every day? And they go, yeah. You know, this other kid who put his pencil down, maybe just watches TV during that Mm -hmm. time where he could be building his hand-eye coordination or whatever. So it's good to talk to people about it. In the process, I do actually have the discussions. Right. Hopefully, I'm making a difference for enough people. <laughs> so later on, they won't be as scared of themselves or something. I don't know. Uh, some of these, some of our questions are phrased so generally, but it That's seems good, like though. you, well, yes, but you love art to your, your core. Yes. And you, it yes. seems like, have just kind of always been gravitating toward it. I have. And so now I, I have a question where I want to ask about. There's something you wish you knew about before you got into this, oh, I guess. Yeah? Maybe. I mean, you mean like before I just... Well, I, no, I, I kind of want to be more go, specific. Just go maybe, toward art, whatever it is. Just go. No, maybe before... It's something you knew about before studying art at the college level. Anything that you wish someone would have told you ahead of time. If, you're, if your future self could have talked to... I think maybe I would have studied business a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I'm just coming at it from like really liking to make stuff, and it's not terribly lucrative. Yeah, exactly. I'm choosing it for a different reason. uh I'm not choosing it because it's going to make me a lot of money. Yeah. 
But I feel like I probably could have had more business background for sure before studying just art production. I'm really glad I studied art production. I'm so much better at making art now, but I wish that I had a little bit more business sense. Can you tell me a little bit more about why? What what makes you feel that way? Um, I think that I could probably be selling art more. And though I love teaching art and that is what I want to do and has been what I've wanted to do for a long, long time, you know, since I was a young person. Mm -hmm. I also could sell art more if I had more of a business sense about it. And for me, I know that the art, a lot of the time, the art that I'm making is not terribly saleable. And that's kind of why I look for employment in other places. And I love teaching art. So that's like makes totally makes sense for Uh me, you know, as a person to do that. But if I had a little bit more business background or something, maybe I would be better at selling art. In different ways. Like I could be an illustrator. There are so many jobs that you can do as an artist and make art and put it out into the world in different ways. And the way that I'm putting it out into the world right now is very small scale. Uh So, you know, I'll be part of art shows or have art shows or make books and then I'll make zines and sell them or distribute them in different ways. But if I, I don't know, I think that's probably it. Yeah, I would have, I would have studied business a little bit more. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's not something I I would have imagined. I know. It's funny. I do look for art opportunities on the internet all the time. I'm like, what, what, you know, which ways am I, would I be able to? What do do you mean? I'll look for places to apply for art shows. Okay. And there are lots of different lists online that you can look for. I look for the ones that are a little bit more serious. Sometimes you can find stuff on just like Craigslist or something, but you know, more serious venues I think are, are helpful for, for people who are making art and depending on like who you want your audience to be also. I don't have a whole lot of background in making art for other people. I make it because I want to, and it's things that I want to make art about. Sometimes those things are saleable, and, and often they're not. Maybe if I had more more of a business sense, I would be able to do that a little bit more easily, or it'd be more seamless for me. And I haven't studied that really at all or thought about uh-huh. it very much. But I think- God, I'm really glad that you talk about that. I think that's probably very helpful advice for anyone who's looking to become an artist, or at least like you teach art yeah one of one of my jobs which is funny because i have so many different art teaching jobs is um i work with teenagers from a high school and teach them how to teach art it's really fun but then i'm i do think about things in that way like from the beginning i I interviewed them and and figured out who the right people for my classroom would be right Uh i don't have very many high school students they're amazing um (laughs) and i don't know i've been thinking about that more lately like if i were that age again what would I do to make myself in a position where I would be a little bit more, you know, set up for whatever it is that I want to do? And I'm doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I love it for sure. But I would also, as an artist, have my art out in the world a little bit more, I think, ideally than yeah. I do right now. Okay. So, Do you have any advice for, let's say, for your own high school students that uh, are planning to go off further and do more studying in, turn in the field of art? I think my advice is always, it's always pretty similar for everybody. Like, just be as driven as you can. Do not stop. Do not stop. Whatever it is you want, just go figure out how to get it. I mean, that's pretty much always going to be my advice, too, for whoever it is. Always talk to people. Talk to the people who you think are too fancy to talk to. Uh Like, whatever. Figure it out. Like, just talk to them. Be genuine. People really can tell when you're being genuine. Yeah, just, you know, study as hard as you can. Figure out what the steps are that you need to take to get where you want to go and then take them and it's okay to be scared because being scared and being excited are like the same feeling (laughs) 
I remember standing in line for a roller coaster and realizing that I was like, I'm scared. Wait, no, I'm excited. It's the same feeling. <laughs> so just keep going. Just yeah. don't stop. Awesome. I had one more. Oh, yeah. I forgot to ask earlier. You talked about networking as being mm -hmm. a, a valuable tool for you. Yeah. How did you, when you went to these art shows, decide who to, to reach out to? Was it the, the artist specifically? Was there a curator or someone running the show that you would go talk to? I think just in the end, it's like you just have to talk to people and, and figure out who you need to talk to by talking to people. Yeah. And a lot of the time you have to do your research too. And this is for whatever job application it is that you're doing. Research the organization, figure out what they want, what they're doing, what their mission is, how you can contribute to it, and how your specific experience is valuable for whatever it is that they're doing. And then just tell them that I really like what you're doing and I would love to be part of it. And maybe that takes 10 years to make that relationship actually happen. But, you know, keep working. Don't stop. Awesome. <laughs> I think. Yeah. All right. So that's how many high school students did you have? Um, I have three. Do you want to give them a shout out? Hey, Frankie. Hey, Monica. Hey, Kimberly. Rock it. Keep on rocking it. <laughs> nice. All right. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's been an absolute it. pleasure. Yeah, me too. Thank you to all of our KSQD listeners for tuning in to today's Career Story with Katie Simpson on our show, What to Be. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM K-Squid Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays or stream online at ksqd.org. Thank you for listening. <laughs>